You're listening to Frontfoot, a podcast brought to you by The Co. My name is Joshua Thomas, producer on the show and executive producer for podcasts at The Co. Today's show features my conversation with Ayaz Memon, renowned sports journalist, columnist and author who's been covering cricket for over 44 years. On today's episode, I talked to Ayaz about the squad that took part in the 1983 Cricket World Cup, how the team was selected, the various advantages the players had and how their skills were optimized and lineups changed during the tournament. Okay, so we're back to talking about the 1983 Cricket World Cup. So the first thing I want to jump into um Ayaz is how was the team selected? Well, I mean there was a panel of selectors and they they chose a squad which would go and play in the tournament. the panel of selectors made up of five selectors and then there would be a, a chairman of the selection committee so uh, you know i mean as, as happens in most selection issues there wasn't total unanimity on the cho- uh, on the players to be chosen initially finally of course everybody agreed uh, much as it may have gone back and forth some of the names but finally there was consensus reached and then you know a, a, a squad was chosen which was to go and play in england that's that that was the general practice in any case Uh, I think not just in India but worldwide. Of course, it differed uh, from country to country. In some case, cases like Australia, they used to have a three-man selection panel or selection committee. In India, there used to be a five-five-member selection panel. Drawn, the selectors were drawn from each zone. The cricket setup in India was divided into five zones: west, north, south, east, central. Five zones, and then a selector would be from each of those zones, so that. you know it might seem now like why can't you just have three or four or even five selectors drawn from anywhere but the the idea of uh, having zonal selectors so to speak was that they would each selector from that particular zone would be more familiar with players from that zone uh, for instance somebody who is a selector from north zone may not know too much or may not see enough of players from the south zone or the east zone and so on so that was the logic applied then it's it's actually pretty much similar to what prevails now but of course now we've got more talent scouts who go out on behalf of the selectors and go and kind of spot young talent and then report back into the state selectors and then to the zonal selectors and so on and so forth but in 1983 prior to the world cup the selectors met and picked a squad that would play in, in the world cup to be captained by kapil dev so in the first episode you mentioned how we were sort of the no hopers when we went into the world were there any wild cards in the selection of the squad that was finally selected like were there people that they were unsure of or i mean usually you'll find if you're selecting a squad of 15 16 17 nowadays sometimes in the pandemic we had teams you know of uh, 18 member teams being chosen for a tour there would be the odd or maybe a few players who were you know not expected to be in the team sometimes they become very contentious or controversial selections at that point in time i don't know uh, uh, you know i'm just trying to think think back 40 years was there any any player who was absolutely not supposed to be there or was not expected to be there and made the cut i can't think of too many actually the two kind of selections which people may uh, may have thought acha yeah, should we take them or not may have been sunil walson who was a left arm fast bowler and kirti azad who was a batsman who could also bowl a bit both from delhi but having said that let me say also that they had been performing extremely well in uh, domestic cricket so they were not wild cards in that sense 
Also, as I mentioned last time, India's record in ODI cricket had been so poor, at least in the World Cup before that, that there was a need to look at some young, fresh blood, so to speak. You know, I mean, yes, there were the regulars. There was a couple there who had played in '79. There was Gavaskar who had played in '75, '79. Was there on the ATC World Cup? There was Jimmy Amarnath, Mohinder Amarnath, for most. You know, a veteran. He had actually made his. international debut for india in 1969 that you know it been around for 13 14 years sayed kirmani dilip bengsalkar these were uh, players who had a fair number of years behind them in terms of experience then there was a, there was a younger crop ravi shastri who was just about about 23 24 uh, maybe not even that much maybe 21 krishnamachari shrikant around the same age these were the the young brigade that was coming up in indian cricket at that point in time the sandeep patel the same vidyajas with dilip bengsalkar uh, who was also in the in the team balwinder singh sandhu also from mumbai fast bowler had had a couple of seasons playing for mumbai or bombay but not too much of international experience so there was obviously a need to have enough players with rich english experience and there was also a need to infuse you know some young blood fresh blood into the team because the indian team hadn't done too well now i think what perhaps was the central debate amongst the selectors was how would this bunch fare in england i think that really clinched the issue for some players who went on tour players like roger binney madan lal both with international experience but both thought to be adept in bowling and playing in english conditions balwinder singh sandhu again a swing bowler uh, and therefore who who would enjoy english conditions even sunil walson left arm fast bowler from delhi swing bowler had had very good success in india in domestic cricket and therefore that was the choice swing bowlers and somebody like a kirti azad was a hard hitting batsman lower order batsman or a middle order batsman who could play the big shots which is so essential in in one day cricket so if you ask me if there was some real rank outsider who was in the team i would say no a lot of them had done extremely well in domestic cricket and therefore were demanding attention and then there was a whole bunch of people who had done well in international cricket over a period of time so you couldn't really ignore them the situation then was in 1983 was very different from what the situation is in 2023 when india's flush with talent so much talent in batting in bowling in swing bowling in fast bowling in spin bowling that you know it's it's a it's, it's far more difficult to choose a team today than it was at that point in time Were there any unsung heroes? It's not. You know, it's very difficult to say unsung hero. The only unsung hero I can think of now, when you know, because when you look back in time, in hindsight, the entire squad is a bunch of heroes because they won the title. You know, whether they made runs here, didn't make runs there, somebody made more runs, somebody took more wickets, but they were all heroes because they all pitched in, and finally you got uh, the trophy back home. The only guy, and he's not unsung. The only guy who I would think was a trifle unfortunate was Sunil Walson because he didn't get to play a single game. so he was part of the you know part of the squad and he was there in every match obviously in the dressing room but he didn't unfortunately get to play a single game so he doesn't feature in the score books but he was there certainly not just in spirit but in flesh too and if you meet any of these players now individually or even collectively if you meet all of them they have such high praise for sunil walson for the way he held his own composure and for the way he afforded uh, you know moral support Uh, some uh, sometimes if a player has done badly you need you need somebody else on whom you can lean on you know for psychological support and that's where sunil walson played a, a real crucial role 
is what one understands from the entire team. Almost everybody did their bit in the in the tournament. When I say did their bit, I mean some did obviously much more than others. But you know, someone like a Kapil Dev, he was he made the first century ever for an Indian in the World Cup. At that point in time, the highest score in the World Cup tournaments was made by Kapil Dev, 175 not out against Zimbabwe. Uh, there was Mohinder Ramanath, man of the match in the in the semi-final as well as the final. Roger Binney, highest wicket taker in the tournament. Sayed Kirmani voted as the wicket keeper of the tournament. So there were lots of players who excelled, and there were some players who pitched in. You know, I mean, Shrikant. He had a terrific knock in the in the final. Uh, he made the highest score in the final. Low scoring final. He made the highest score. Madan Lal came up with wickets whenever it, it was most needed. Notably, the wicket of Viv Richards in the final. Kirsi Azad getting the wicket of Ian Botham. in the semi final against england you know uh, just when everybody was asking whether uh, how did he make it into a team as a, as a spinner but he made it into a team or the playing level as a spinner because uh, ravi shastri hadn't had a good time and remember the pitches or the conditions were so much in favor loaded so much in favor of swing and seam bowlers that you didn't need to play two spinners so ravi shastri because he hadn't made too many runs either he was the all rounder but he hadn't made too many runs he was out of the playing 11 dilip vengsalkar had got injured against the west indies in the second match that we had played and therefore he was not in contention so they had to do some you know quick changes in the playing 11 in the course of the tournament and when you look at it you could say that you know dilip vengsalkar didn't make as many runs as expected neither did sunil gavaskar though he came up with some decent cameo knocks especially in the semi final and then he fielded superbly in the final so I won't say that there was, and unfortunately, of course, Sunil Walson, he didn't get to play a single match. So there was no rank failure. Uh, yes, there were some who kind kind of couldn't hold on to their places for different reason, for injury or for you know because somebody else was needed at that point in time as a as a better option because of the conditions. And on the other hand, there were lots of players, right from Kapil Dev, Mohinder Ramanath, Yashpal Sharma. Sayad Kirmani, Krishnamachari, Shrikant, all of whom played extremely well, uh, and that's what, for want of a better phrase, you you can say that you had a team which kind of clicked. The combination worked, especially in the knockout matches towards the end, starting from the match against Zimbabwe, where Kapil Dev turned things around, and then you had, you know, in the semi-final and before that against Australia, and then in the final, various players coming good, even if it meant, you know, contributing not too many runs. but it all added to the consolidated effort and helped india not just reach the final but win it this was the front foot podcast with ayaz mib do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core you can check out our website www.thecore.in that is www.thecore.in All follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. If you like the podcast, do share it with friends and family and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good weekend and we'll be back next week.